Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Free Beer and Hot Wings Show Free Clip of the Day. Do you know what a friendship recession is? Have you ever heard that term? I've not. Heard. I, heard, I haven't heard of it before. I mean, I guess I could imagine. What do you think it is? That as you get older, you tend to talk to less of your friends as time goes on? You make less friends, I would assume. A little bit of both. Yeah. Um, in this case, they're warning that as a culture, we're on the verge of suffering a friendship recession. And at first, you're like, no, we're not. But when you read what this sort of lays out, it kind of makes sense. Okay. And it's, it's, it, this is written from um, a woman by a woman named Addie Page. And um, she's going to introduce you to the 11 3 6 rule of friendship. Okay. Have, have you ever heard of that? Uh, no, I, no, I had not. not either. No, I don't know what that is. So she writes A few weeks ago, I joined a local comedic acting class. The instructor asked us to introduce ourselves and explain why we were there. I assume thinking we'd say things like, I've always wanted to be in sta- on stage, or I did improv in college and it was fun. But I decided to be really honest. I'm just here because I need to get out of my house. In truth, I looked at lots of classes to sign up for and just picked this one. Um, I considered jewelry making, naked figure drawing, Reiki hand waving, whatever. I needed to talk to people, ideally ones who eventually learn my name and maybe even compliment my shoes or notice if I'm wearing something different. I'm thirsty for friends and it's embarrassing. I'm too old to be courting acquaintances like some middle school girl at Claire's harassing strangers for their opinion on $5 earrings, but here we are. It's, I mean, that is much harder to make friends. It's a Once lot Once you're not harder. in school. Yeah, people are established. For most people, and they not their, Kelly. And they have their friend group. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people, yeah, Kelly's really good at that. Like, yeah. you're very uh, not afraid to walk up and introduce yourself to anybody. Yeah, because um, if I'm at Claire's and I'm living somewhere new and I'm looking at a pair of earrings and I can't tell if they're cute or stale, I'm going to look at somebody and be like, are these cute? Are you from here? What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> but you're but you're you are really good at doing that and that person actually becomes a friend. We joked yeah. about it, but it was true. Like you were going on a bachelorette like weekend party mm-hmm. like what a month after you were here? Oh yeah, because we were I, all like, I said what? yes. Who is she? To a little uh, beer date that mm-hmm. one of the girls uh reached out to me who I still hang out with regularly and she said I know what it's like to be new in a city and cry into a chicken sandwich because it had been my first day here by myself. Mhm. And, uh, yeah, I cried into a chicken sandwich, and she's like, that was so relatable. I had to reach out. And, yeah, I was at her bachelorette party a a month later. And then because of telling that story, another good friend of mine reached out and said, I know uh, you have an experience with saying yes to boat invites, but I am inviting (laughs) you to a boat party, and it's all women, and I swear you'll be safe, and no one will ask you if you want to S it or F it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, and I just saw her last week. It's weekend. impressive. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's a really good thing. I wish I had it. I'm, am I going to try to do it? No. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm um, like that. So when they went around her room, um, and all the other people started answering, the other answers were, I work remotely and I haven't seen anybody. I mean, anybody in like a week. So I signed up. Another person said, my wife told me I had to get out and make some friends. And another person said, I've been having a tough year and I thought doing something like this could help with stress. 
And the last person said, I moved here recently and I just wanted to meet someone. Bummer for the person teaching the class. Yeah, right? <laughs> I guess if they all bought in, it's good. But yeah. if it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to sit around and talk. Um, they said not a single person said anything about learning more about the art of comedy or acting or anything like that. The class could have been advertised, learn how to make some friends as an adult, and it would have been probably sold out. So they said a a study of 2,000, she goes on to cite more than anecdotal Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. A study of 2,000 adults, two-thirds of us are actively trying to grow our inner circle of friends in this moment. That means, if you look at any three random adults, two of them are thinking, I would just like another friend or two, that would be great. That's pretty, that's kind of surprising at a certain age. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Because, like for me, I've never, I've always had small friend groups, like really small, like, you know, a couple friends here and there. Um, and even since I've lived in this city for 19 years, I mean, I could count like close friends on one hand. Yeah. Like I, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't run in big circles. I like smaller intimate groups. So like, I'm fine with what I've got. Yeah myself but uh so she talked to someone named dr robin dunbar who analyzed the study and they theorized lockdown made people rethink a lot of relationships and friendships one of the big problem is friendships are dependent on time investment and if you aren't able to see people at a requisite rate they're just going to slide yeah um she says it works uh on meeting online seems to keep families close but it seems to have no impact on friendships for some, I don't know why, and she doesn't either, but she said friendships need face-to-face to survive. Another study pointed out that the decline in face-to-face contact with friends started long before the pandemic. In 2014, there were the average time spent with friends in a week with six hours. No way for me. I don't know that since college that's been the case, unless you count in here, which is, I, I do think this is, very similar to going out with your friends. I think this, like, wait, I think this counts for a lot. It's work, but I think I can not worry about it the rest of my day because we do so many friend-like things in here. Yeah, we have therapy sessions. We have right. like, venting sessions, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call we it. We laugh. We talk about the Absolutely. current events. We share a lot. Yeah, it yeah. really is similar. Yeah, so yeah. I think people who probably from, atypical. Yeah, mm-hmm. people who work from home, uh, whether it was because of the pandemic or before the pandemic, like that, I could not do. No like way. Like even with my ex, she was a stay-at-home mom, and I go, man, I like I couldn't do what you're doing. Yeah. Because I would go crazy, like especially once the kids started to go to school, and then she was just kind of like doing stuff around the house and like getting stuff done there and whatever. I'm like, I'd go mad. Yeah. But I also don't want to go out in big yeah party groups. But yeah, this is getting out. Yeah. So. Yeah, I foster friends all the time then, I guess. So six and a, over six hours a week with friends on average in 2014, but even before the pandemic, that had fallen to under four hours. And then after the pandemic, it shows most people are spending two hours and 43 week, minutes a week with friends. So a little more, a little less than half. And they, the researchers that did this theorize that it's something they termed learned loneliness. They said the issue we're seeing now is something called learned loneliness where people have adjusted to isolation it's not that they have gone off socializing it's that they've learned to live with an unfulfilled need a recent study from pew research showed that 35 percent of people feel that socializing is less important now than it was before the pandemic i would say i'm that way i don't think about it the same way i'm like yeah we're fine 
Part of it is, again, uh, I have a lot of socialization mm-hmm. here. And then with a billion kids and and my wife, I have, I'm not spending a lot of time alone anywhere. Yeah, so I again, learned, it's, it's I, not. I learned to accept a long time ago that our um, like our social schedules don't really match up with a lot of people. Yes. So when everybody else wants to do yeah. a happy hour or go out later, I'm like, you know, like a, a, a concert on a Tuesday for most people isn't that big of a deal. But for us, I'm like, no, like I would do it like when I was in my 30s, like when I was Kelly's age, yeah. or whatever, I was like, but like you start to wear out of that. Yeah. I did go see the Stones a few, you know, before, but I go, yeah, like that was a one off and it almost killed me. <laughs> like, I go, now so they much. point out the longer you're isolated, whether by your own choice or by the situation, one symptom of loneliness is that you're in a bad mood for no reason. Which then, ironically, loneliness makes us withdraw further and perceive other people as threatening. Then we slowly, over time, devalue important connection as we choose not to depend on other people, which makes us more lonely. It is a vicious cycle. Yeah, I felt I felt some of that after I got divorced and lived alone and only had my kids a couple times a week. And because people's schedules are different than ours, I would find myself, there were plenty of times where I'm like, oh my God, I am so alone. And, I, and I'm and i used to being alone and normally like mm-hmm. it, but I would hit those thresholds. Where Remember like, you saying that. And You're I'm like, like oh this my is God, like this sucks, you know? And then, yeah, you start to have those moments where you're like, nobody likes me. I don't have any friends. <laughs> yeah, and you do get down. Mm-hmm. Definitely do, so. Okay, this is how they say you fix it. The eleven three six rule. Okay. Um... This isn't easy. They say for the science shows that for a friendship relationship to really um, grow and be maintained or to grow Mm -hmm. from acquaintance to friendship, on average, it takes 11 different encounters that are each three hours long over a course of six months on average. So 11 interactions, three hours each. In six months. That's quite a bit. That's a lot of time to spend with someone. I can believe that, yeah. though. That makes a, that makes sense to me. You know, I mean, 33 hours over the course of six months. Um, but if you I mean, that makes it like if you like somebody enough that you're going to become friends, you're probably going to want to hang out enough to make that happen anyway. And then you start to trust one another. And then once you get the trust, that's where that's when you're friends. You know, you're friends. Then. Yeah. Yeah, part of it is the it's different for everybody. The rate yeah. at which you are comfortable disclosing information about yourself, or mm-hmm. or your comfort in talking about things with people. Yeah, but I I think also it's pretty easy, at least for adults, when you get busy, to replace traditional friendship with these are my kids, these are my soccer friends from my kids' soccer team. I see them once a week. Yeah, I know them casually. They're nice. But I don't really know them at all, and when they're not on the same team, you will no. never see it for me. No, some people do, but I I always felt like the oldest person there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when I everybody's like thirty five, and they're all like, "Hey, let's go do this, and let's go do this." They all have normal job times, and they're younger, and you go, "Oh yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, that whole group, they all know one another." I don't really want to go play paintball. <laughs> I'm not really in that group. Uh, this text. Uh, from New Jersey, it says, you guys certainly should consider all of each other friends. You have something that is basically a unicorn in the workplace, a non-toxic work environment. It's really nice to listen to and kind of therapeutic for the outside listener. So thanks for actually being friends. We try. You don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, we tolerate each other. <laughs> We're a <pretty> mess. Well. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, we better be we get friends. Into laundry arguments. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. You remember how dumb Kelly was <laughs> earlier? Yeah. God, that was. She was so I can't stupid. believe you're saying that I'm dumb. And then 15 minutes later, Steve talks about organizing his recycling in his can. I just sat here like this is ridiculous. He just talked about taking all of his recycling out. To organize it so it fits better, and nobody jumped on him. No, because well, that makes nobody. sense. I need, to, oh, I need it to get picked up. It does. He's trying of to get course. to fit inside yeah. the can. Yeah, and I'm just trying That's to make di- my laundry make sense inside the laundry That's, machine. No, no, what you're for those who missed it, Kelly said that you can only wash jeans with jeans, sweatshirts with sweatshirts, socks with socks. I didn't say you that, can only do it. I said that that's what I do. And y'all said, don't even say that that's normal. And I'm like, there are options not. on your freaking <laughs> dial on your washer. But Which was then uh, <laughs> and, and proven to be a ruse. Right, by, like 90% of people don't use my big laundry. At the, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. at the laundry factory. One text. He texted back and told me people. the name of it. Yeah. No, he didn't. He did. It's a Is lie. Is it a, uh, one that we know? It's a Sears, um, and they all closed 19 years ago. No, it's not a Sears. It's not a Sears washer factory. <laughs> <laughs> Those used to be a thing. A Sears washer factory? Yeah, they were strictly washer dryer factories. Tell us more. Mm-hmm. I did, you know, I didn't know that. Sears used to just be the place where you'd go to get your washer dryers with the dials that have multiple options so you can wash your laundry correctly. This is an interesting note. Tim writes, I had that loneliness experience really hard after I left my wife who was cheating on me, and we had just moved to Nashville. The loneliness was the hardest part. I ended up taking low-paying jobs at Fun Things like an axe-throwing coach and a bartender, that allowed me to meet a ton of people and develop a new support network, uh, ultimately leading to me meeting my current fiancé. Winging it alone was fine, but a circle and a network is needed. Good for you, man. Mm -hmm. That's a a good strategy. Yeah, get out a job as an axe-throwing coach. I don't know. (laughs) I didn't know anyone was good at that. No. It just seems like something that you just... You don't have you to be, figure out how to do it. You don't have to be good at it, though. I mean, you just have to tell people how to do it. Yeah. You, you don't show them. Yeah. Hold this end. Don't yeah. hold the blade. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Point the blade away from you. Hold it forward and then throw it. All right. You'll great. Get it. Let me know if you have any questions. Idiots get access to the podcast, segment 17, and watch the webcams. You can be an idiot, too. Sign up at freebeerandhotwings.com.